welcome, 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 lady. Okay. No, I have this. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Gentlemen and lady. This is episode four of the Denzel Can High Show. Hope you guys enjoyed last episode. This week, um, what is an overview? But let me talk about last week. Last week, we talked about the schedule change. So yes, the podcast will be coming out on Sundays. I'm going to have to find a different type of benefit for the Patreon for you guys to support the channel. But we're going to come out on Sundays, recording on Wednesdays. Might be able to get the audio up on Saturdays, but probably not. Probably everything on Sunday. All the same time, maybe like 12, middle of the day, Sunday. So you got it for the start of the week. Listen to the pod. It's nice. Just got to fix my laptop here. That's better. That's a lot better. Yeah, so hopefully, hopefully that's fine. Hopefully you guys can sympathize with uh, me not being able to get it up as fast with uh, my new work schedule. Yeah, a lot of drama at work this week, actually. We were guaranteed $50 gift cards last Wednesday, if we hit a certain mark, and then on the Thursday after that Wednesday, we hit the mark, and now it's the next Thursday, is going to be tomorrow, still no gift card, suspect, super sus, and they haven't told us if we hit the mark again, which is like, why, why, why come up with this idea, if you're not sure that you can do it, you know, like, Like, no one asked for $50 gift cards. They offered, if you hit this mark, you get $50. Like, you don't follow through. It's not clutch. It's not for the, not for the boys at all. Fuck, I'm blanking. I'm tired as fuck. Hmm. Yeah, I didn't... <laughs> I didn't even. I'm kind of uh, acclimating to like the new balance of working like 40 hours a week, which I haven't done uh, in like a year, maybe. So, like, when I started the pod and everything and like started putting out the videos on the YouTube channel, like, I had 24 hours a day, every day, to uh, make these videos and make the pod and stuff and edit it and all that. And so it was kind of like whenever I just felt like doing, like whenever I felt like editing the pod after Wednesday, I did it. It wasn't like, okay, Thursday night I have to edit it. It was like, okay, you want to do it Friday? You want to do it Thursday? You want to do it right after? Whenever you feel like editing, edit. But like now with, and like even with the videos, I was always watching movies because I had all the time in the world. And so I just had a bunch of movies to make critiques on. But now, and like the weekly segment, like I was watching a tons of movies every week because I love, because it's kind of like, I've like all these like great filmmakers. They tell you to like study films, and so I've been trying to do that more. Like watch films in more of like a. I don't know how to say it, but like watch films and notice the things, notice how I would have done things, notice things that bother me, and I like this backdrop. See, the problem is this is my living room, and there's a ton of people in this house, so like. There's going to be, like, interruptions if I record in here, but I could record downstairs. It's just, oh, I just sound like a podcast vibe. Like, this to me is, like, a podcast vibe. Like, somebody sitting in a chair, 
or a couch with a mic like this instead of like kind of more like the YouTube stream angle where it's like you're above the computer and like you can see the keyboard and like you're in a gaming chair like it doesn't feel like a podcast vibe you know what I mean so probably just have to live with it for now but yeah back to what I was saying before the phone call Watching films, dissecting them, the shots, the angles, the good decisions in the film, the bad decisions I think were bad. I can definitely feel I'm starting to get sick. Um, so if I sound like congested, sorry about that. Um, the the mistakes yeah all that shit the changes i would have made personally that's how i try to watch films now but i haven't it's not really like the energy when you like get home from a day at work that you're just trying to like i don't know it's different you're not just trying to like put on a movie i feel like me i'm either trying to go like straight to bed and i have to like fight that feeling or i want to like play god of war or something like it's not like i want to turn on the like yeah that's probably what it is god of war and the new job bad timing for movies and the film critiques <laughs> but i'm gonna try to power through i gotta watch all the movies i said i was gonna watch last week still um I haven't even got through White Lotus episode two. I'm like, I think 30 minutes in. I got like 20 minutes left. Yeah. <laughs> I've been watching stand up. That. I have a lot of them. That I have been watching because it's easy to listen to. I've been listening to tons of podcasts and shit at work. And stand-up you can listen to where you, unless it's like a physical comedian like Sebastian, you don't really need to see what they're doing. So you just listen to it, get some chuckles in as the day goes by. Yeah, I watched, rewatching like Patrice, Elephant in the Room is a classic, of course. Uh... Rewatched like Carlin, like I think it was the New York one. I forget the name of it. Um, I think it's like Killing in New York or something from like 2002. I like, I love his shit. I just found his shit like recently. I feel like he's like the okay, like I feel I have like two personalities. I feel like I like, I definitely associate my personalities with like celebrities because it makes it feel like. I could be success, successful in the way that they are and, like, downplays the the work that they've put in and stuff. But George, like, the, the way he, the shit he talks about, like, I feel like I've had, like, thoughts like that before. And, like, I don't know. But the only the other guy where it's, like, they're not really the same personalities at all, but like I think I have similar personalities to both of them. Is uh, Neil Brennan? I, 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 I like I've seen his old stuff, and you go back and I watched the new one, and that made me like need more of him because the new one, like oh, I'll talk about it in a second. But so I go back and I watch three mics. And his first special for HBO, I think it was. It, it's so different. Like, he, it's like, it's a writer. You can tell it's like a writer becoming a comedian. And then, like, in this new one, I feel like he found, he just, like, talked about his life. And was, like, really honest and raw. 
and like he he wasn't doing that. Like he was trying to tell jokes before, and of course he, there's jokes in this one, the stand-up special. But the jokes are associated more with his life. They're like almost jokes on himself than anything else. I mean, this special made me cry for like 50 minutes straight and then cry. I've never had that experience ever. Where it was busting my balls laughing the whole time. And then I get to the end and he has this like super intense, raw, emotional dialogue about his life and in like anybody's life who's going through depression and how it hits you and how you just rag on yourself and beat on yourself. He he says it's like a job. And it's like, I never felt like there's that joke, like when the pastor, when the guy that walks into the church and the pastor says the exact right thing for him, that's what it felt like. Like it just hit me in the chest and I just just started flowing. Like I don't I don't cry in movies often. I have more like as I've gotten older, like when I was like sixteen, zero to sixteen, any movie I watched never cried. But like since then, like I've kinda like I guess gotten more in touch with like my emotional side and like let it be what it is not try to be like an uber manosphere man like it it is all right to cry in a movie especially if it does like hit home in that way i think the first movie that actually did it for me was the timothy chalamet and uh, steve carell movie i think it's the boy or something boy that film just the father and son relationship in that film with the the drugs and like it's so such an amazing film. A great story. Yeah. I kind of got sidetracked there. That's kind of what I do. Um, I was saying before, I don't have the time. It's not the same amount of time. I have to, like, I kind of have to, like, I'm... I'm trying to get into the process of, like, scheduling my life. So, like, when I get home, I have, each day I have a schedule of things to do. And, like, I know what time I'm going to do them and when, what order and all that stuff. I think that will really help with maintaining the flow of, like, video creation, created, uh, create, video creation, working on scripts, also having the podcast, setting aside, like, individual times for each of those will be a lot easier than just like when the creative flow hits me where it might not strike as much when you're dead tired from a long day like there are even moments in the day at work where i'm like like maybe at lunch or something and i'm thinking of like a youtube video and I'm like i'll write it down i'll have a ton of energy but it's like after like four more hours of work it's like you get home and you just want to like have a shower and go to bed you know so that's tough but, like, I feel like if I had, okay, when I get home, shower, boom, I do this, I I shoot this video, I already have the script that I wrote the previous day, it's a lot easier than, like, getting home, like, okay, I need a script, I need to shoot, I need to edit all this video now. Like, that's basically what I have to do after this podcast. I didn't realize that, I didn't realize that my videos were uploading the Thursdays my weekly that's a weird day and like maybe i can get in front of it the only way i can get in front of it is if like holy fuck i hate doing that but like i can't breathe man when you're talking you need to breathe through your nose i can get in front of it by posting like two videos in a week and then and then up and then weekly from like the other video date. Thursday's not horrible. Maybe like yeah, back to back doesn't make sense. That could probably be like 
I don't know. I'm probably just sick with Thursday. There's nothing that bad. It's just like you forget about Thursday. It's not an important day. And it's like I kind of have like in my memory that Wednesday's the pod. Wednesday's the pod. So it's like it's like oh shit, Thursday's the video. Wait, what? So yeah, after this, I have to go and make a video. I haven't watched any movies, so like I'm probably just gonna make like a review slash my thoughts on like Neil Brennan's special. Like a more like dial like it won't even be more dialed in. Because I don't have a script. I don't have the time to rewatch it and write one. I could watch like a short hour long movie, hour ten minute write a script while watching it. I I could do that, but I'll be up till fucking one AM. I'll be dead tired tomorrow. Unless I pop an Adderall and I can get it done. I was thinking of doing that before the podcast, but I don't know if that energy would be good on the podcast. <laughs> just me just reading off fucking a thousand notes, rewriting them, writing new ones, just spewing just nonsense because I just have so much fucking serotonin just fucking flooding in my brain and I found out like the amount of serotonin you get from like amphetamines versus like everything else it's insane like I think like like weed or like alcohol is like two to five times I don't know I'm not sure but I think amphetamines like 50 times your base in, um, serotonin. And it's like, uh, I forget what it's called. I think it's like, it's basically where you get too much serotonin for so long that you no longer, like, the normal amount that you produce no longer, like, feels, so you never feel happy. Anything that feels, like, any anything that should give you joy in life, you won't feel joy because you, like, burned your serotonin levels. <laughs> I ruined it. Holy fuck, I'm sorry. <laughs> ah. Um, notes. Probably should get into those. And it's that one where it's just sitting in the fucking the top of my throat too. Jesus help me. Jesus help me. I already talked about that. Uh, White Lotus. What I've seen so far of episode two has been interesting. Aubrey Plaza is really the star of the show. I mean, like, I like... I should really find out that guy's name. The Her, like husband or fiance the Asian guy he's pretty cool and he does like a good job of like portraying the character I can kind of relate to him the most out of like all the characters in the show no the person I relate to the most is the grandson he's just chill the actor is just chill it was a good cast. It is a really good cast. I mean, the grandfather's great. The father, like, looks weird. I don't know what it is about him, but he looks like a rat. Like, he looks like a rat. I don't know what it is. Just his nose with his ears and his face. Like, he just looks like a rat to me. And, like, not in, like, a dis way. Like, an actual animal. Like, he looks like an animal. <laughs> It was like a mouse. Like it's, it's strange. It is very strange. And they don't look related at all. I mean, the dad kind of looks like the grandfather, but the grandson looks like neither of them. And then, yeah, Aubrey Plaza, she's definitely the star. Kind of like, 
it's weird because she's kind of like not creating the awkwardness in in the why am I blanking on the word? I guess yeah, I just go awkward. Um, like normally that's her character, the super like uh out of touch awkward character, like kind of like ruins or just has a weird vibe. But like this time she's like. Kind of like the most normal person and everyone else around her is like acting weird. And she's like, why is everyone acting this way? She's kind of like Alexandria Daddario from season one. Like they basically have the same character. I didn't realize that. Oh, shit. And the one guy, what is his name? He's been in a lot of stuff. With his, like, they're so annoying. So annoying. Making you hate every second of this. Real sharp. Will Sharp is playing Ethan Spiller, and they are husband and wife. So Megan Fanny, Megan Faye, Faye, I don't know how you say that. Michael Imperial, the father of Dominic. If you want to know what a rat looks like, search up Michael. How do you say that? Michael Imperiole. Imperioli? Bro, why isn't the guy in there? He's like a huge actor. Oh, Theo James. That's Cameron Sullivan. What has he been in? He's been in shit. He has been in shit. This guy's been in shit. But he plays, oh yeah, Divergent. He was a Divergent guy. Underworld. Yeah, he's been in shit, man. Yeah, I forgot he was that guy in Underworld. Underworld's underrated. Maybe I'll watch Underworld. I love those movies. It's like a throwback. That could be fun. I might do that. I love those movies. Those movies are the best vampire movies ever. Ever. There's no better vampire movie or vampire universe better than Underworld. Lycans, it's all... It's chef's kiss perfect. All of it. Celine, the hybrid, all of it is perfect. It is the perfect vampire story. Is there a new one coming out? I felt like there was, and then it probably got canceled. Like, Awakening wasn't the greatest. But the, the other one was okay. Marvel's Blade is a ripoff of Kate Beckinsale's Underworld. What? That's hilarious. They tried to, Marvel tried to jack the Underworld shit. Oh my god. Like, no wonder Kate Beckinsale is a fucking... She is great. She does great stuff. But yeah, there's no. Doesn't sound like there'll be a new film. New Underworld movie. Maybe you'll search that. Maybe do something. No, there's no news on that. That's 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 sad. Those movies are great, man. Those movies are great. Awakening's like uh, Awakening's not great. The werewolf guy, not great. But that Blood Wars one was amazing. And they added a lot of lore and interesting stuff and the cliffhanger. Like 
they kind of did a great job with her daughter. Yeah. Yeah, I like that one. I feel like it had set up for the future. It would have been nice to finish that. Uh, there's a God of War Ragnarok. I have played probably about like six or seven hours. Now, I've had to play more. Probably like 12 hours of that game. I've streamed it. Every second I've played, I've streamed it. If you want to check those out on the Denzel Kanhai channel. I'm really enjoying the game, man. It is definitely my game of the year. Elder Ring's good. But for me, I wasn't like a fan of like the Elden Ring franchise. I like the the Bloodborns and all that stuff. But God of War, I was a fan of. God of War 4 got me into like I, I liked the first three as a kid, but those styles of games weren't really my thing. But when it got to that third person open world style in Norse mythology, which is my shit that I love, I was like, okay. Okay. I'm down. Let's go. And it's Ragnarok. It starts off with a bang. You're fighting Freya in the first 10 minutes. Spoiler. Okay, spoilers. God of War Ragnarok spoilers. I gotta put spoilers. Um, you're fighting Thor in the first 30 minutes. You see Odin in the first 30 minutes. Like, it's a lot really fast. I mean, it does, like, slow down. Like, I just played, like, the section with Angraboda and Atreus and Jotunheim. And, I mean, those yak missions... Were some of the most boring missions that I've stomached in a God of War game. But other than that, the game has been so perfect. And Atreus's combat is amazing. Man, like, I, I stomached the Yak missions just for those Draugr fights and those, like, enemy fights. When his combat is so good and the potential for magic in the future. I can definitely see that they want him to be, like, the main character and maybe have him travel to Egypt or something. You can even have him travel to Greece and, like, try to start a new, like, pantheon or something. Or maybe it's, like, all those guys got out or something. You can do anything with Atreus slash Loki. So much potential for greatness. His combat is already great. I mean, I loved his combat. How it flows, the archery blocking with like the Doctor Strange shield but then you throw in that he has Spartan Rage ability and his Spartan Rage ability is better than Kratos's. come on come on he can turn into a fucking wolf my G and bite people in half my guy what are we talking about what are we talking about like who wrote that whose idea was that Cause they're a fucking genius. Whoever thought, okay, if you're gonna have play as Loki or Atreus, they're gonna need to have Spartan Rage. We saw it in the first game, but he didn't turn into an animal, so they didn't have the idea in the first game. They probably had the idea that it would just be Rage. But in this game, they decided, nah, he's turned into a fucking wolf. You've seen him turn into a bear, so maybe that, maybe not. Maybe they don't have the gameplay. Maybe there's limitations on turning into different animals. But in the future, he can definitely turn into, like, a fucking bear. Anything that you could animate to fight well, they can make it do. Because the wolf, you would think, like, that'd be incredibly hard. And they've done a pretty good job. Like, it doesn't clip. The animations are good and clean. How it hits is, like, smart. He does a lot of damage. He does more damage than Kratos, which is kind of weird to me. Maybe they just make the enemies weaker. But, yeah. It, it, that's why I think it's the game of the year, too. It's living up to expectations. I mean, I think God of War 2018 won the game of the year, if I'm not incorrect. But, that, even if it didn't, that game had 
tremendous um, critical acclaim. Everybody, it was very highly. It was a great game. It's perfect in a lot of ways, except for the fact that you can't go to every realm. It's the one. There's like two things: not enough animations, not enough enemy types, and you can't go to every realm. Those are the three things wrong with that game. And then you knock all those off, and you have a perfect game. And then you knock those off, and you add on way more? Come on. I just want to see if it won Game of the Year. Yeah, it did win Game of the Year. Highly awarded, and the game shows tied for the... At the show, tied for that. Wait, so it beat Red Dead? That's kind of crazy if it beat Red Dead. It's living up to the expectations. It's surpassing mine. And I've had pretty high. I was... The promotional stuff for this game scared me. Because... Everything looked great. Like, nothing looked bad. But I had... I didn't know where they were going. I didn't like that they were ending ending Norse here. I still don't. I still think they had three games, but they were probably just tired of telling the story, and it wasn't the story they originally wanted to tell. Like, they want to go to Egypt, obviously. You can even tell by, like, how Jotunheim looks, how Svartalheim looks. They want to go, like, to that desert aesthetic. But I think... There was three games here. I think you, you could have had you could have pushed Ragnarok to the third game, made this game more of like this game could have told the same story almost. And like had all of this set up. And like maybe like the maybe the Freya story is what's important in this one. And like you just get tranklings of Odin and Thor and you fight him like in the beginning you still fight him early and stuff. But like the third game is when you go to like the third game is like God of War 3, when you kill all of the gods, when you literally kill all of them. All of the gods in North mythology, Freya, Freya, everybody, you kill them all. That's what you, and, and if they had this game, so you develop this game on the PS5 development cycle, by the time you'd probably be getting close to the PS6, but you'd probably be probably closer to the end of the PS5. And so you'd get the maximum version of that, PS5 Pro, whatever it is by then. And you'd already have all this development of the of the realms, of the nine realms. you Because it is an open world game, but not in the sense of like Red Dead or GTA or, or even like a Spider-Man. It's like you, you have this set path. And you can roam anywhere in that path. So it's like, yes, technically. And it's like, technically, you can go to any realm at any time. So that's open world. Like, it's not a linear story. But it's not open world. You can't go any, like, there's blockers, invisible walls where you can't get past things. And that's a lot of the realms where I feel like you could have done that for this game. But then in the third one. You could have had really all the data and development come through and you have huge, massive, open worlds. If you had nine, nine separate open worlds that all have individual aesthetics that players could travel to at their whim, which one they wanted to go to first. Oh my God, it makes me, like the thought of it makes me yeah, and they, they definitely didn't want to do that. They, they, I feel like Norse mythology, it was popular at the time, so I can see why Game Studio would have said, okay, not Egypt, Norse. Norse is getting a very big push and still is. I don't understand it. I don't, like, like is it some, like, billionaire who just loves it and he wants to see more of it? But I, I'm here for it because that's my favorite mythology. I don't know. Greek is pretty good. I think I'd have to play like the original God of War games to really get a true appreciation for Greek. But like Greek was like Greek's the first one you get into because Greek's like the main one. 
It's like Greek's the one you learn about in like school. You don't really learn about like Norse or Egypt. Not that I can remember. I remember Greece though. I remember then like Zeus and like learning about that stuff. And like the, you learn about the Romans. About like Pluto and all that stuff. <laughs> Cinematography is better than most films, honestly. It is breathtaking. It is breathtaking the way they shoot this. Everything looks perfect all the time. The details are immaculate. Everything looks amazing. I got it like. I'm not even playing in 4K. I'm playing in like 1440p. And I'm still like pressed on by every little thing I see. I should actually just put it on my big TV. See what it looks like. And just travel around like. Because. It looks insane man. You can tell the time. The care. That went into this game. Like. When I see this game come out and like basically flawless like the i've had experienced one bug in the whole game it's like how does uh, something like cyberpunk happen is was it just a money grab how does like how do these games have these like how did gotham knights happen that game has been in production for like i mean arkham knight came out the same year god of war did so like they probably would have been working on it for a similar amount of time you have to imagine that game's horrible how does a game like saints row come out and be like that it doesn't make sense to me how one studio can do such an immaculate job with a franchise just by taking time and effort and all these other studios are like they don't see that and like and use that as the blueprint. Like, if I was a, a game production studio, and I don't know, man. I guess it is hard. You have limitations to everything. Technology isn't like perfect, you know. Cyberpunk is a big feel. Like you can play Cyberpunk now, but there's no point in playing Cyberpunk now. I got through, I played it when it was crashing after every mission. And I I loved the idea of cyberpunk, so I really wanted it. I was hoping at one point it was like the story was just going to, boom, blow your socks off. But I never got to that point. I don't even think I got to the middle of the story. <laughs> I never even got to like the other houses, nothing, nothing. But yeah, uh, the sound design, story, attention to detail, all of it's perfect. All of it. I mean, like, the point I'm at now where Loki finally has realized uh, he saw what Kratos originally saw in the mural at the end of Glass Game, and he saw the part that was ruined. And so he's realized that his father is going to die. And the prophecy has him going to Asgard to serve Odin. And, like, I'm wondering how that's going to play out. Because it also, like, does have him, like, crying, like, a snake kind of, like, spirit into Kratos. So I kind of feel like that definitely seems like a revival to me. So I feel like Kratos will die. Probably I can I can like they're being very on the nose with Kratos is gonna die <laughs> like he says it Atreus says it they have <laughs> prophecies about it like it's very on the nose it's not subtle at all maybe in like 2018 it was subtle but this one they're like he's dying and even how they like they let you control Atreus it's like okay but. I don't, like, I don't understand, I don't, I don't think you can have a guy like Kratos kill all of these gods. Like, his whole life is killing gods, Zeus, to all of them. He killed the whole pantheon. And he killed, not even gods, but like, uh, what do you call them? Like, Kronos and Gaia. They have a different name. 
to like send send celestials or something like that. Um, titans. They're called titans. He killed titans. He killed gods. He killed Balder. And then Thor is just going to kill him. It's just like a regular god is just going to kill him. It's kind of like a shitty ending to his story. I get he's older. But like he doesn't look that much older than Thor. And the gods are supposed to live for thousands of years and be immortal. Unless they're killed. So like, I don't know. I think it'd be very weird ending of a story if they were just have Thor kill Kratos and that was just it. We never heard from Kratos again. That would surprise me a lot. Uh, a vast amount. <laughs> that was my next point. <laughs> uh, yeah, Lucas gameplay had me excited for the future of God of War. I don't know what you, what you couldn't like. Loki isn't the God of War. He's the God of Mischief. I guess you can make Atreus the God of War. But he'd have to kill. See, it's like Thor is not the God of War. So, like, even if you kill Thor, you're not the God of War. And you can't really have a franchise with your main character. I mean, the main character has been the God of War for all games. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, it's just God of War. But your main character is the God of Mischief. If he kills Thor, it doesn't make him the God of War. You have to kill Tyr. I guess Tyr could technically pass it down, but, like, that's not really how that stuff normally works. Normally, it's, like, you have to kill the guy for it. Bow combat. Yeah, the potential for magic in bow combat in God of War. Like, the magic has me excited. Because, like, Kratos, he's had a lot of weapons in the Greek one. And they were, the weapons had magic, but he never had, like, tons of magic ability. I mean, he had wings and stuff. But, like, he had never had a ton of, like, magical. Well, yeah, he did, actually. <laughs> In Greek mythology, he did have a shit ton of magic. But, like, can you imagine, like, Atreus had all the, like, powers of, like, MCU Loki, where he could, like, teleport... And, like, throw, like, green bombs and, like, ma magic bombs, magic arrows, has a magic bow so it doesn't have to be on his back all the time. And, like, he can make magic weapons and all that shit. There's so much potential in that. Um, I kind of already talked about Neil, oh, I guess. I was talking about Neil Brennan. Uh... It's called Blocks. Hmm. Watching it like, for the second time, I kind of noticed, like, he's definitely picked some things up from Dave. And, like, his recent specials, like, I feel like he's definitely analyzed those and tried to, like, do his own version of it. And he did a great job. It changed my opinion on, like, what I thought a stand-up special was, or had to be. It doesn't need constant laughter, I guess. It's hard to, it really is a, diff a weird one to explain. I'm just going to try to, I don't know how to say this. Because yes, there's a lot of jokes. There are bits. There are setups and punchlines. But, I don't know. Maybe it's like, like he breaks. He's not looking for laughs. That's what it is. He is not looking for laughs. 
he was trying to tell a story. And that's different. That's different than a lot of stand-up specials. I don't think... Okay, maybe... Maybe Dave. Maybe... Oh, yeah, that fucking wouldn't reset a long time ago, so I only got one film. Awesome. I guess I can just... It's kind of like glitching on my laptop, and I don't know if that's going to be in the final product. That would be depressing if it was. That was the only video I had was this choppy footage. I'll just put like a be right back over it for like 13 minutes. That won't turn people off of a YouTube video, would it? <laughs> like TMG used to get away with it. Um, He wasn't looking for laughs. He was looking to tell a story about his life and hoping people would relate to it. Hoping he could find answers. Hoping he could find catharticism in telling the stories telling how he feels and that made made, it inspired me in a weird way because it's like yeah if I were to do that in (laughs) if I were to do my first stand up set and I were to do like what Neil did in that one like I would get no laughs and probably get booed off the stage but it is inspiring to for me to finish my five minute set and take it out there tell people my story maybe they want to hear it you don't have to be the most happy guy in the world the most outgoing the most extrovert you can there are people that want to hear different points of view. And it's really just to be... It's about being honest. The great comedians tell jokes about themselves and are very honest about their lives. I've noticed that probably the most. Like Most of Carlin's jokes will be about society, but the setups of them are his view versus the like versus most people's view, and that's the joke is that his view is different. Brennan, kind of in the same way, yeah. His view is different, and that's the joke. You guys do this. I'm not normal. This is how I do this. Isn't that fucked? <laughs> that's kind of like the setup. I've watched so many stand-up specials. If I wasn't doing it... If I wasn't doing it to eventually try it at least, it would it would be a pointless endeavor of how much I watched. Like, yes, you can love stand-up. But unless you really are... Hoping one day that you can maybe pursue it as like a career path or something like that. Like, you don't need to watch at least three specials a week. And every new special that comes out, you can just watch the ones you like. I watch stand-up specials I don't like. I watch the Taylor Tomlinson special. I watch specials that aren't marketed towards me. Like... Christian present like female Canadian comedians often I feel market their specials towards females, which makes sense if that's your audience. Why wouldn't you? But like as a male, it's kinda hard to like you can't fully put yourself in the female shoes because most of the jokes are just digs about dudes, right? <laughs> like Whitney Cummings. I tried a lot of her stuff. I can't I just can't do that personality. It's not even like female. Like, I can't do Bert, and they're basically the same person. Just loud, obnoxious. 
and they're screamers. And like you can tell they need your they need your laughs. They need your laughs. Those people when they get on stage and if you weren't to laugh, it would crush them. Like they probably be like, that crap fucking sucked, but they would be crying inside. I guess we're on to the quick fire rounds. We got a little sports and uh I guess we could talk about the Grammy nominations. Um, Pete Davidson in headlines once again. This man got, this man was texting Emily Ratajkowski. Ratajkowski, I know I wanted to get the name right. While he was in a fucking mental hospital after break, after Kim Kardashian dumped on him. What? What what is it with this guy, dog? Like what what is he he's gotta be magic. This nigga has to be magic. It's either he's magic or he's the only he's the only like famous person with a big dick. That's the only other thing it could be. That like everybody in Hollywood has like small to average dicks. And so, like, that's just what you get when you're dating celebrities. And then everyone heard about Pete Davidson. And they're like, oh, oh. Because, like, I feel like celebs, a lot of the time, kind of feel like they have to date other celebs. So that, you know, you're not dating a fan or something. And, of course, there are the exceptions to the rule. But that is, like, a thing that does happen. That, like, you date people in similar circles in life, obviously. If you're around these people. And I. I I understand the appeal to some effect. I understand the appeal. To like. That one super rich guy's famous. Like attractive daughter. I don't understand the appeal. To Ariana Grande. To Kim Kardashian. And Emily Ratajkowski. Like. For all of, like, that he could get. Like, he's funny. He's probably honest. He's probably real with them. He's tall. Monster cock, apparently. But, like, he looks weird. Like, he doesn't, he's not physically, like, he doesn't have a six-pack. Doesn't have, like, a sick jawline. Isn't like really like attractive in the face, and like they could get tan, like they could go after the fucking Brad Pitts of the like, you know what I mean? The Bryce Halls, you know, like your super famous actors, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Like they could get supermodels, the most gorgeous men on the planet. They probably like the same cock. I guess it just would be as funny. <laughs> but it's, it's, I don't get it. I don't. I don't. I love for all these women to get together and like explain. Tell their stories. Okay. I'm going to do. Ru- no, I'm not doing Russia next. Ru- we got to say Russia for like <laughs> last. That Russia porn shit. If I didn't check before this episode, it would have been a spicy one. I might have gotten in trouble. Donald Trump announced he's running for president again in 2024. I was gonna stay up and watch it, but yeah, it'd be a snooze fest. Um, I only really brought that up to say I have a plan. I don't really have a plan, but I have like one or two ideas of how. We can spice up Canadian politics and get it on the level of American politics. Because right now, Canadian politics so fucking boring. So fucking boring. And American politics are, like, more popular than ever. Most mob, It's the most, like, popular time to vote since, like, the Civil fucking War. Like, it's crazy the amount of attention it's getting. 
But I, it's like, okay, first of all, red and blue. We need two strong, two strong popular colors that are like red and blue for the opposing forces. And you can't have three parties. You need two parties. Three parties, it's like if 33%. It's hard to... And first of all, you can't get three really good. There's no three opposing colors. So it's like one one person's going to be left out. And no one's going to want to be in the bad color group. You need two parties. Two strong colors. Like blue and red. Those colors are perfect because like a lot of people are a fan of blue. A lot of people are a fan of red. And you could have people in those categories just off the color. Just off the color, you could have people. I'm a liberal because it's blue. What? I'm a Republican because my favorite color is red. I bet they wouldn't admit it, but I bet there are people that subconsciously vote because they like those colors or are attached to them. We need two strong colors. I say, personally, just steal, steal red and blue. Because you're not really going to get any better combinations. Like, what are you going to do? Fucking green and yellow. I mean, black and white could work. But then you got the black party and the white party. That's not really great. <laughs> then you're going to have a brown party. <laughs> so, yeah, I just say steal red and blue. I don't even know the names of the fucking Canadian fucking political group. It's so boring. And then, of course, you you need... You need, like, a celebrity to go for office. You need to have celebrities be able to run for office. You need Ryan Reynolds, Drake. You need Drake to, like, yeah, okay. We need Drake to run for, we need Drake to be prime minister. If Drake was the prime minister of Canada, that, I feel like that would bring us on the level of the United States. And then Biebs could do it. Biebs could do it, like, in, like, 10, 15 years when he, like, is a little older and he's feeling healthy. Yeah, I think that's, yeah, we need Drake and Justin Bieber to be the Prime Ministers of Canada. And that will bring us on to the level of the United States. Don't want to take my advice, don't take it. But if you want to be a, a world superpower... Da 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 doesn't it? Yeah, that's that's the only that's the only advice I have. Um I guess Russia. I see my note here is Russia starting World War Three. And it says they fired a missile at the border. I didn't know it is I saw it. I ended up killing two Poland citizens, but apparently, what I've been reading on Twitter, Poland is the number one trending, is that apparently Poland sent a missile, killed two of their own people. Knew they sent the missile and killed two of their own people, but then tried to spread this propaganda that Russia did it to start World War Three. I mean, it's not a good look, my guy. That like you're not. It's gonna be hard for countries to support you now, my guy. Like he fucking shot himself in the foot with that one. And it's like it was a miss. <laughs> it's one of the missiles that the United States probably sent them. And so that the United States basically bombed Poland. <laughs> They killed two people. I guess that's sad. Pray for their families, of course. Pray for everybody in Poland. But, like, when your leader is doing shit like that, it's not a good look. Like, that was the best PR Putin could get in the history of this war, honestly. That Zelensky lied and is a liar. He's probably sitting back laughing. All those people that were riding for you. None of them are riding for you now. And all those people that are hating on you, they're hating on you ten times stronger. 
You're fucked, mate. Like, you're gonna have to win that war by yourself now. And what are the chances of that happening? Uh, from politics to Grammy nominee, I guess Grammys are politics, right? <laughs> Best rap album. Yeah, this was trending. DJ Khaled, God Did, Future, I Never Liked You, Jack Harlow, Come Home, The Kids Miss You, Kendrick Lamar, of course, Mr. Morale, The Big Steppers, and Pusha T. It's almost dry. Of these albums, I'd probably say the Future album was the one I enjoyed the most and listened to the most. Jack Harlow was the best lyrical one I listened to. I didn't even listen to the Kendrick Lamar album. I listened to the first song and I was like, I'm good. I'm good. It's just not my style of music. Like I'm really not trying to listen to a guy. Like Spieler. He has some great songs. Of course. I love a lot of his music. Not that style. Best rap song. There's a lot. It was trending because Jack Harlow. Uh, if Jack Harlow wins, people will be upset, apparently. I mean, I don't think people realize how popular his album was. I mean, he had three of the biggest singles of the year. Probably. I mean, Churchill Downs was definitely one of the biggest singles. First Class undoubtedly was probably the biggest single of this year. And, like, he kind of brought the wave of stealing those old samples into, like, the mainstream. I mean, he killed it this year. It's a lot of hate on him. I understand it. I think if it's really for, like, him being a white rapper, like, we got to stop that. Like, I've never understood the idea that black people think they're going to help the racist problem against themselves by being racist towards white people how is that going to make them want to make them not be racist by being racist back like it doesn't make any fucking sense like literally literally retarded best rap song was the DJ Khaled God did future wait for you no way gonna Pushing P <laughs> could win a Grammy. Can you imagine pushing P winning a Grammy? And Gunner was in jail. That's crazy. Jack Arlo and Kendrick Lamar. Uh, best new artists Anita, Domi, and JD Beck, Lotto, Mainskin, Molly Tito, Mooney Long, Amar Apollo, Samir Joy. Tobe, Luigi, Wet Leg. I mean, they'll probably give it to Lotto. I mean, it's been a female for like the past two, three years. They give it to Mainskin. They had a big year. They kind of like broke out. That begging track was fucking fire. But yeah, I saw some point that like Yeet had like more streams than anybody on the list. And I think all of them combined actually. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. What is it about Yeet they like they don't like? He's very mainstream. He's the he, he did the minions movie. Showing that he cannot cuss, like, uh, I don't know. Maybe it's, like, the drug culture. But I definitely think he was probably... I'm not even a huge E fan, but he was definitely the best new artist this year. He blew the fuck up, man. He's as big as Ariana Grande. That is insane. He gets the same amount of streams that he did this year. That's so fucking crazy. She's fucking huge. Song of the Year, Adele, Easy on Me, Beyonce, Break My Soul, Bonnie Raitt, Just Like That, Gail, The Alphabet, <laughs> Harry Styles, As It Was, Kendrick Lamar, The Heart Part 5. 
Lizzo about damn time. Lizzo was nominated for a Grammy. Like, is her music that good? I've never listened to a song. It must be. Steve Lacey, Bad Habit. Stage for him. And Taylor Swift, All Too Well, 10-minute version, the short film. Jesus Christ. And then, yep, sports. Um, World Cup is starting next week. Boys excited. Canada's going to win the World Cup. I don't know. Hopefully they did good. I hope they can get to, like, a nice quarterfinal appearance. That'd be probably the farthest we've ever gotten. That'd be nice. I really do hope that Messi can claim his World Cup gold that he was robbed of back uh, in Brazil. It would be a blessing for me to see. Like, I've watched this man all of my childhood until I became a man. And to see him hold that World Cup trophy would be a, a day I would never forget. So, I hope he does well. I hope it's a good tournament. I hope I hope we never have another World Cup in Qatar because they don't deserve it. I hope everyone's healthy. That does show up. I hope everyone's safe. I hope it all goes well. Um, the Eagles no longer undefeated. They got whooped by the Commanders. I don't think anyone saw that coming. Of all teams to end the streak. And then I saw the Commanders also ended the Pittsburgh Steelers 11-0 streak when they had that good start a couple of years back. I don't know what it is about the Commanders, but they show up for those undefeated teams when they're having shit seasons. Uh, the Hawks lost in Germany. It was a tough loss. That field was dog shit, and I don't think Germany's getting another game. If y'all don't fix that field situation, y'all can't get another game, my guy. Come on. And last but not least for the show, before we wrap up and I say goodbye, the Red Gunners. You know it, baby. Five points clear going into the World Cup break. It's amazing. It's a beautiful sight. I saw Gabby, uh, Gabriel Jesus. I saw him practicing with Neymar at the Brazil training. I mean, we can we can work the budget out, okay? I mean, Arsenal has the budget for Neymar. They just have never really spent on a player like that, of that caliber. But if we can bring in Neymar with all those youngsters, we'd be the best team in England for at least two years to come. Come on. If you had Neymar to that team, fuck off. Fuck off. His flair... An ability to pass. Oh, my God. And he's having, like, his best season in a long time. Get out of here. Get out of town, my guy. Get out of town. Yeah, I think that's everything. I hope you get all the... Um, yeah, wrap up, wrap up. Video. Wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple Music, Spotify, whatever, it'll be up Sunday. That's the new release date. Sunday at 12 middle of the day check it out and if you want to check out the youtube channel and see this pretty face it will also be up on sundays at 12 and if you want to support the channel by throwing me a bone five bucks for the patreon and that will also be up sunday and i might throw up some like behind the scenes footage as the gad perk that'll be all thank you guys for watching this has been the denzel can high show episode four Smoking bitches with the champagne. champagne. I'm the new light skin, Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne.